Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the SalesCast podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about how to do all the little things right and so you can you know, make sure you stop losing deals. And um, Luke, I know you had a few things you wanted to cover with that. So let me know what it means for you. What is doing all the little things right to make sure none of those deals slip through the cracks? It's really as simple as taking the extra two seconds before sending an email, sending a calendar invite, sending a contract setting up next steps and getting the right email address on there, getting the right time zone, just making it so much easier for your prospect to want to work with you. And the only reason I this was top of mind today was because I had an example. I'm trying to buy some software and I had to ask for a couple adjustments to a calendar invite. No, not this time. I'm in Eastern time zone. Um, I need to update the contract. It needs to be this date and this date. It's a couple of small things, but when I'm sitting on the other side of the table, I have the expectation it should be done for me. And it makes just a little bit more friction to the process when I just want to buy it and get it in place. I'm like, can we just make this as easy as possible? I don't know if you've ever run anything like that, Max. Hmm. Yeah. I think so. I'm trying to think back to the times that I bought software this year. Um, I think like, so I won't say the names because I don't want to <laughs> blow anybody, blow anybody's spot up. Um, but I think there was a situation where I ran into a sales process. I'm pretty much two identical software products used to make cold calls i'll say they're very similar not much like to separate them um but the one rep was more like detailed in the questions that he asked me and then the other rep was like assuming that i already knew everything about each of the products and just jumped straight to the pricing piece so i think in that situation he made it almost so like almost too easy if that makes sense. I don't know how to describe it. I've never run into like the, the situation. I've always been a fan of making it as easy as possible for, for the buyer. So if I run into somebody like you, I kind of was always pretty good at handling that, but I ran into the situation where he made it like so easy where he made it seem like I didn't have any questions. And then he got to the point where no value was delivered. Whereas the competitor delivered value. Cause they showed me a couple things that I just didn't know existed. So mm. I think there's a balance there. I don't know how to decipher that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even say so much. And that's a great example of somebody who's taking the time to work with you on a solution to get your buy-in versus here's the price and put your credit card in here. That's entirely different. I'm more like the details around the meetings and the setup. Can we get people on the right calendar with the right time zone? Do we get everybody involved? And is there content and next steps that are correct and easy to make me a champion? For example, gotcha. so it's those little I's and T's that can be splitting hairs. But if you make it that much easier to work with you, you don't want to add any additional friction to a sales cycle when they're ready to say yes. Yeah. I don't know if I'm crazy there. No, that's so it's funny that we're talking about this because we just had our sales kickoff last week. 
Um, and one of the sessions that we did was just role plays. So we, we split up into four different groups doing role plays. One of like, just to get everybody warm was just cold call role plays. And the second session, which was a little bit longer was like discovery, um, role plays and sales cycle training kind of. So we, we all broke out like five, six different groups, um, SDRs, AEs. And one of the things that I talked about a lot was just doing the most basic things, right? It has nothing to do with being able to ask these like insanely great questions or um, being a smooth talker, really charismatic. Like all that stuff doesn't really matter. Sure, it might be able to help you. But I was I actually used you as an example, Luke, <laughs> funny enough. And uh, I said the best rep that I ever worked with was somebody that every single base that needed to be covered was covered. So setting agenda for the next step, getting the right people in uh, on the next call. Um, doing post-call follow-up with everyone that was involved in that initial call. So calling each of those people individually, um, you know, understanding what the pains are, why they want to buy and and why now, like just the basic stuff. He, you did it really well. And so that was a big focal point for those role plays is like, make sure that when you are setting next steps, when you are doing all these things, all those little bases are covered. Um, and I have a new SDR that just got promoted to my AE team selling to like the hospitality space. And he was he he ran into a situation where he was running out of questions to ask, but he felt like he was stuck. And so I just broke down the call, like an initial disco call, into all the steps, right, just to make it as easy as possible, so he wouldn't get lost. Uh, and I was just like, "Look, don't worry about asking all the right questions to start. Like you'll get there eventually, but just make sure you cover all these basic things that you need to know. Like, what's the pain? Why do they want to buy now? Why not next month? Why not last month? You yep. know, next steps. Like, what's their ideal state?" You know, what kind of features of our product connect to the pains that we learned during the discovery process? And then on the next step, like, what's the agenda for that next step? Is there an action plan in place for them to go take it internally? And the next step is a contract discussion or whatever. Like, make sure you hit all those basic steps. Um, and it's been pretty helpful for him just to be like, okay, cool. I'm knocking all these out. And then as I'm doing this, I'm also getting better at each of the individual steps and asking the right questions along the way. Exactly. And it's really who we're trying to target this conversation around is like new sales reps, new to the job. Because everybody, like when you get to that super high tier pro level athlete, everybody's looking for that 0.1% gain, which you can have by influencing your tone on conversations and doing power positioning statements. How about we pick up the 10 or 15% of just making it easy to work with you? Those are bigger gains that you can have instantly. It's like the beginner gains of the gym. You're going to see huge improvements over the first two months if you do these three or four small things. So I feel like it comes down to two things, like which is based on what you guys said, which is like controlling the controllables, right? It's like the simple things that you can actually do. And Mac, you talked about this in a previous podcast too, where it's like if you just simply do all your follow-ups when you're supposed to and never let those sit with the cracks, you'll close an extra 10% of your deals or whatnot. Um, and then also understanding the buyer's perspective. So I feel like it's probably really easy for you, Max, and, and now me as I'm starting to buy more software to like understand as a buyer what I actually want to see and what makes it easy. Like, for example, I just tried to look at a bunch of data tools and getting pricing from a lot of these data tools is like damn near impossible without jumping on a demo. But some of them were just be like, yeah, here's our pricing. As you know, it's competitive. Like, this is what I can probably do is sounds like price is really important. And in my case, it is like we're a bootstrap company. It's not like we have all this funding to spend on whatever. So I'm like, I want to know what your pricing is and your flexibility. And I was upfront and they gave that to me. Um, 
And I think as a buyer, it, it's really easy to like now understand what I care about. But if I'm a seller and I've never really been a buyer, um, like Matt or like Luke, you've, you've just probably figured this out because you've been selling for years and you just, you get it, right? Like you're at that top tier level. But if I'm a new seller and I've never been a, in a, a, a buying position before, I would probably just go ask the people internally that are buying software. If I sell the sales leaders or HR leaders, I'll go ask them and say, hey, when was the last time you bought software? And just kind of take that extra step to ask them like, what went well? What would you have wanted to do to, to be better? Um, and I feel like it's just about understanding the other person's perspective, not necessarily like, oh, what are all the demo steps that like my, my boss wants me to follow or that sort of thing. Exactly. And let's take HR, for example. Let's say you're selling in the HR industry. What's more valuable, pounding out cold calls and working on tone and booking meetings, which could be one to two to five percent gains? Or you sit down for 15 minutes with your HR director, who's your target buyer, internally and ask her, what's important to you or him? What's important to you? What did you evaluate? Did you care about the demo and the features? Did you care about pricing? Was it how you they made you feel on the call? What's important to you? And that could be a 15 or 30% gain sitting right there with one Slack message. I might be crazy. No, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it also like just, I think it's as simple as that, like interviewing, trying to understand what people care about from the buying perspective, doing the little things right. Um, yeah, nothing Absolutely. else to add on mine. Yeah, it's really just making sure you guys don't lose deals over the small details. When you're on the one yard line, don't fumble the ball. So appreciate everybody listening to us this week. This has been the SalesCast podcast where we make prospecting simple and closing predictable. We'll catch you guys next week.